Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And man, Mondays are turning into days. What well, you know what? Probably since you started going to school. I would, I would, I would venture to say, uh, that's what Mondays really started sucking. And they never stop sucking, probably until you retire. Uh, and this Monday is no different. Uh, the carnage that is Wall Street and has been Wall Street, uh, continues. One of the largest sell programs in the history of Wall Street is going on right now. The, the Dow is down uh, just under 900 points. I was down 880 points on Friday. It was down 650 points on Thursday. Uh, so far today, over 880 points today. The NASDAQ, the biggest loser. Matter of fact, the NASDAQ down 4.5% today alone, down over 500 points below 11,000, so NASDAQ uh, 10,832, deep, deep into bear market territory for them. The S&P in bear market territory down 147 today, 37.53. And I think Wall Street is getting ready to go into bear market territory, and that is just the beginning, everything being hit. To matter of fact, the only thing up today that I could find, the VIX, which is, that's the volatility. Believe me, we don't want the VIX up. Uh, the VIX in bond yields. Matter of fact, the bond market in complete disarray. This is not things that you really want to see in the bond market. Yields exploding, uh, to the upside. The 10 year note at 332. And I want to say on Thursday, Jason, the 10 year note was actually below three. This is a huge, Huge move in yields. You don't see this very often. Uh, the seven-year note, the five-year note are fully inverted. They're in the three-four range. Uh, briefly, early this morning, uh, the two-year note was also inverted. Right, and that's that. That's your bond market recession coming warning. Uh, this is the second time since April that we've seen it. Uh, Jason, it's just shaping up to be a very ugly day. Well, it could be ugly rest of the month. Could be ugly rest of the year, Joe, because these are the uh, the events that start to trigger a, a, a more uh, large scale downward turn in, in, in all things. So uh, I'll tell you, Friday was really seemed like a big trigger point, Joe, for things to really start going south fast. And of course, you got rate hikes going this this uh, Wednesday, and and uh, the inflation number went up on Friday, which I think I think a lot. Really, I think that the people that don't understand it, Joe, I think they really thought that. We had crested that the highs of inflation. We were going to slowly just come back to this magic happy land where it was just a, it was just a bad thing that's going away now. And, and uh, I, I think that inflation number goes huge next month. And I don't know where are we going to end up by July, right? Yeah, and th- this is the problem. So to Jason's point, really, the, the uh, I'll call it the paper crowd. Uh, they're the uh, eternal optimist. It doesn't matter, right? Here comes the 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 the, the hurricane. Right, they just saw 
their neighbor's house that, uh, on the right and the neighbor's house on the left. They just saw their houses blow away, but somehow their house is going to be okay. That's always been Wall Street. And this is why we always say, hey, it's always gradual at first and then suddenly, right? Suddenly it happens, and and this is kind of the suddenly for Wall Street. You think about in three trading days now, Wall Street has has lost almost twenty five. Well, the Dow's lost almost twenty five hundred points, uh, and things are even worse percentage wise for the S and P, the Nasdaq. You know, gold was up huge on Friday. Because we actually had data. Not only did we have inflation data with the consumer, the most negative they've been since doing the survey. Today we've got the fifth largest sell pro- program that we've seen uh, so far. And, and I, why do I have the feeling it may be the largest sell program before the day is over? Uh, everything's caught up in it. Uh, gold and, and crude oil doing about the best. Uh, as both of them are down a little over 2%, uh, where everything else is down, you know, like I said, up to the NASDAQ, uh, down 4.5 cryptocurrencies, absolutely being destroyed here. Uh, get this, Bitcoin, down almost 5,000 points, or $5,000, 4,847 right now, down almost 18%. Ethereum, those are the two big players. They're having a worse day. They're down 20%. Ethereum all the way back below 1200. Uh, Bitcoin at 22.7. So Jason, uh, this, this is one of those, uh, all of a sudden, the best case scenarios are out the window. The next best case, we'll call it the middle case, looking really, really bad. And, uh, you know, we got three little bear, bears coming here, and it looks like this thing's going to be really cold, Jason. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, and gold is down today. But you know what? You know, one of the things, if, you, if you're looking at this stuff all the time, if you're one of those guys that likes to see these numbers, and I'm doing the numbers here for the last three days, gold has done actually very well. If, you know, if everything's going to sell off, you want to be in the thing that's not selling off or hardly selling off over, over the other uh, couple of days. So you're talking three days. You're talking the Dow down 600-something, 800-something. Now it's down almost 900. You know, it's kind of bouncing between seven and 900. Uh, very, very bad, very bad. I mean, it, it, gold, is like, it was 1850 on Thursday, the beginning of Thursday, Joe. So really, it's, it's only down about 20 bucks three days. But everything else is selling off like a wildfire, Joe. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason will be right back. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here on this Monday. Uh, Coinbase down. It's been down as much as 20%. I only bring that up. That's the crypto exchange. Uh, just remember, if your wallet is there and they go under, uh, you lose whatever's in that wallet. Also, uh, Celsius, another one of these, uh, they're, they're a place, uh, where you could allow them, you know, let them borrow your crypto coins to loan out. Uh, and then they, they were guaranteeing 18%. I always hate that stuff. That's how you know, uh, you're in trouble. Uh, they have barred all selling 
uh, and transferring. In other words, you're, you're just going to take a beating there. You can't get your your money out there. That that has another big part of it, uh, Jason. And, and there's rumors circulating uh, that there may be others. So a lot of the I'll say this. I think a lot of people knew in the crypto space there was a lot of, uh, let's call it creep factor in a lot of these crypto coins and crypto exchanges. Uh, and I think there's going to be a lot more carnage here. Uh, we'll probably, my guess is I wouldn't be shocked to see Bitcoin go back below 20000 Yeah, you know, Joe, if one of those exchanges goes down and people lose all of their money, that's, uh, isn't that what the government wants so they can come in and regulate it and say, hey, we'll give you a better one? That's, I mean, I don't know when that'll happen, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, that, that sounds a very logical path for the digital currency to come. The textbook, right? Oh, we need to protect you. Yes, that, that'll be, that under the guise of protecting you, uh, will be the reason, uh, and Jason and I, you know, before the break, we're talking about inflation. Right and, and and hey, the the porridge was just right. Goldilocks left the building on Friday uh, with much higher. Because here's the problem: uh, I think they know the next inflation number is even going to be hotter yet still. And so we think about uh, when would the Fed be able to to stop raising rates? I, I think. Listen, I know a lot of people out there saying it's going to be 75 points. Uh, some banks now are saying a full point come Wednesday. I don't see it. Uh, These guys are, I mean, I would embrace it. That would actually mean that they're, you know, at least giving a much better, uh, you know, this is a, uh, think of it this way. Go back to boxing in the Don King era, right? This, this, this match is rigged. It would actually be, you know, be in their best interest to raise rates a full point on Wednesday, Jason, because then it would look a little less rigged. Uh, but I don't think they're going to do it. Well, I, I just was assuming it'd be a half point, Joe, because and especially now the way uh, Thursday, Friday, and Monday has turned out for the market, I, I don't think they have the guts to even attempt <laughs> three quarters yeah, of a point. And, and, yeah, right. I mean, if they raised a full point, what would be? We, 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 we maybe forget about Dow down nine hundred. Uh, we we have right now down nine thousand. I, I I don't know. Well, Joe, check. Uh, they probably I mean, shut off the machines. Check. The, I mean, check this out. Gold's down right now about forty seven dollars. And if you're a gold guy that listens to the show, it's like, man, I I hate it when gold goes down. But I went back to you what you were talking about at the beginning. Well, Thursdays when things really started selling off really a lot heavier for the Dow and the Nasdaq. So I just ran I ran the numbers. The uh, Dow from uh, beginning of Thursday to to this point is down seven percent. The Nasdaq from the beginning of Thursday to now is down 10%. Gold is down 1%. So, you know, gold's kind of holding its own. It sucks that it's down, but man, is it really holding its own, Joe? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. And the day's not over. Day's so, not over. Uh, gold, could, gold could end up being even. We, we don't know. Uh, but, but I think here's the, here's the problem. They were hoping that, okay, they're going to raise in June. And, and now July is definitely, an, and it's going to be end of July. Uh, late, late, late July, right at the end of July, first, last few days of July, maybe the first day of August, whatever that Wednesday is, uh, now they know, okay, that's another 50 basis points. They were hoping that one was only going to be 25 and that they would pause in September. Yeah, I, I the think, pause in yeah. September is now off the table, it looks like. I think the rates just keep going, Joe, until they, uh, they really, really have to reverse. Yeah, until they break. I think we're going to get 50 basis points every meeting until we're in the next depression. 
that that sounds logical, Joe. I mean, I I feel sorry for myself just as much as everybody else. Where, you know, where do you put that money, Joe? You know, here's the thing, and I don't feel sorry for myself. I know where I put it, but I mean, where do you put money? Everything seems to be going down. Oh, you can't put it in cryptos. No, can't can't put it in the Dow. You know, oh, well, do you want to go buy property? Oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. Things look like they're going down fast there. I mean, so everybody's, you know, hey, cash. Well, I'll just I'll hold it in the bank or I'll hold it in, well, you, know, you got the 20% inflation, really. You know, it's, it's actually 20%. So you're losing 20% there, which is even more than the markets. It's uh, it's it's one of those things. I mean, it really, I mean, that's, this is, you know, very similar to what happened in the housing crash, you know, things just, everything started going down. Um, even gold had that, you know, gold had that downward tumble there when everything was going down and then it stopped and bounced back up uh, this is why I like people to, to put it in gold because it's, it's savings and it will eventually be equal to the price of everything else and especially now with the inflation Joe yeah I mean uh, so many things to go and talk about by the way Procter and Gamble warning there's a tampon shortage now I, I, I you know throw that on the list uh, farmer sediment uh, absolutely collapsing. You know, we talked uh, Friday about consumer sentiment. Uh, farmers uh, talking about how they feel, uh, and it's at the lowest levels uh, in decades here, saying that, uh, that now they're talking about over half of the farmers saying that input costs are, are starting to really dominate. Six out of ten farmers predict Farm input prices, this is, you know, they're, what it costs them to farm are up by a, here's the, the low end, ready, 30%. That's the minimum. Uh, farmers saying as high as 60% more. Uh, four in ten farmers estimate that input prices are going to rise at least another 10% next year. On top of that, uh, citing diesel and fertilizer costs, uh, they're saying that uh, the 21% of respondents, I guess, cited climate change. Uh, but other than that, everybody's just saying uh, the cost to plant crops has gone absolutely parabolic on the farm side. And then look at listen to some of the weird things uh, in Iowa, as an example. Uh, Iowa Premium, they have a beef processing uh, plant in, in Tama, Iowa. They've actually stopped their expansion. They were expanding the plant. They were going to uh, add another 400 jobs. And, Jason, they just announced over the weekend it's off, citing construction costs. Uh, concrete, which we, Jason, you talked about concrete last week. Uh, one of the huge factors, they said that they are no longer, uh, going to increase the plant and they are going to wait until cost, construction cost goes down. At the same time, uh, China owned, I want to say that because I don't think most people know this, Smithfield Foods says that they're shuttering a, their meatpacking plant in California, saying that it's just, tip, it's just simply too expensive to do business in that state. By the way, this plant, not a little one, 1,800 people going to be losing their jobs in California. Uh, uh, China-owned Smithfield Food says, you know what, we're just leaving the state altogether.
Yeah, well, Joe, that's what businesses do when uh, you know the, the things get more expensive, and and they're you know, let's just say if you're a bigger company, your stock is dropping, and uh, it, it, what do you do? You have to cut costs. There's only two things: you you got to bring in more revenue, or you can cut costs. It's all about you know these economic guys. They try to tell you how confusing and and hard to figure out it is, but really it comes down to pluses and minuses. If all the minuses are, are adding up and your pluses are, are cratering, you got to cut costs. You just got, you know, and employment is, is uh, the major one, Joe. Yeah, and there's Smithfield saying just utility cost three and a half times higher uh, to do business in California. Then, of course, they said not to mention labor cost. Uh, uh, they've been targeted by animal rights groups. Uh, I feel bad for those 1,800 people uh, as they, the Smithfield leaving. They're saying that the cost of their products are going to, to rise uh, in California because of it. And I, and I wonder, and I'm worried, is, is it going to rise everywhere? Because it doesn't say in the article that they're moving production somewhere else. They're just saying, hey, we're closing this place. It's funny, Joe. You, uh, you, you, were, an early, uh, you were early on the ball saying, using the, uh, the term uh, demand destruction, but it seems like it's percolating all over the place. People are using that term all over the news now because, uh, you know, that's, I guess, what will eventually uh, put us back to, I guess, a reasonable situation is uh, uh, demand destruction. You just blow it all up, and then maybe there'll be some sort of a normal market after that. But, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny, Joe, because I know you weren't the only one out there using that, that term, but uh, you were early. You've been using that since last year, and, uh, man, we're sure looking at it, aren't we? Yeah, this is the only way for this to end. And, again, like I said, uh, just think about what we said uh, in the first segment. Was the Fed is going to raise rates until they break it because – the bottom line is inflation's not going away. And then uh, once they've broken it, and, and, and of course, uh, a lot of your paper assets are going to be feeling the effects of that. They're already feeling the effects of that. Uh, everyone's 401Ks are just getting uh, obliterated out there right now. Uh, but but here's the problem. It only The only way to end it is to cause so and the demand destruction on a scale most people aren't expecting because that's the problem uh, with how much money that they've actually created. The only way to fix they got to destroy the money. That's what they have to do. They've got to destroy it. Uh, and how do you destroy it? Well, you've got to lose it. It's really not that uh, complicated. You know, we, listen, how incredibly hot was it? This weekend, uh, and, and all over the West, uh, even like into Texas, record-breaking heat. Uh, Texas, now Texas is a huge state, over 26 million people. They said that the electrical grid set a record for demand uh, as the heat wave really uh, hit in Texas. Uh, they're saying that the the grid was operating at almost 100, like mid-90s. That's dangerous to be that high. But here's the thing that I want most people to understand. Texas now admitting their main uh, electric, uh, utility provider says that it is handling the record demand. But Texans are going to pay Double the rate that they paid last year, Jason. So utility bills, uh, you know, I don't know in every state if they'll be doubled, but listen, the utility bills are going to be up 30% if you're lucky, 
50% to 100% if, if you're not in, in this heat, this record heat, just going to make the problem that much worse. Yeah, mine's already up. I don't, it's not double, but, uh, yeah, it, it, once again, Joe, how surprising is it that the price of our, uh, our electric bills, our natural gas bills, all this stuff going up, it's not a surprise. I mean, we're, we're still barely in Colorado holding on to, if you do the, uh, the 85 octane, the low end, uh, regular gasoline is 490. Almost every gas station is like holding this 490, Joe. So I, uh, it's, it's just a matter of what, a couple of days before it's in the fives. Yeah. And again, you guys are the low end on, on, on fuel prices. Uh, as far as that goes, we're, we're at five, five sixty here pretty much throughout. Uh, there's a few places a little cheaper. If you go to Tucson, I think Tucson, uh, is closer to five dollars, uh, cause they get their gas, I think, from Texas. Well, we get it from California. So, uh, yeah, whoever, whatever genius thought of that idea. But, but neither here nor there. Uh, here's things McDonald's today. And, and I love, I love what they had to say. First, they got rid of pretty much all the healthy food off of the menu. Said, ah, we really don't make any money on that stuff. Let's just get rid of it. Uh, they talked about inflation. I'll tell you what McDonald's is doing. By the way, everything's getting more expensive, but McDonald's has a plan. Wait till you hear it. 800-951-0592. Gold's down 47, 1825. Silver's down 86 cents, uh, 2107. Uh, and the Dow, Dow's down 800. The S&P's down, uh, 130. The Nasdaq's down. I don't mean to laugh. There's nothing funny about it. Down 480. Uh, McDonald's, uh, their CEO said, hey, we got a plan. Here's our new plan. Number one, uh, we're going to get rid of all the healthy stuff, right, because uh, we don't make any money and we throw most of it out. And when people order it, it clogs up. It slows down the drive-through window. Uh, so they're, they're getting rid of that. But they said everything is getting more expensive. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to raise prices more often, but just in smaller amounts. Instead of, you know, going, waiting 90 days and raising everything a lot, Jason, their new plan is, hey, we'll just raise prices every 30 days, but just a little bit, because that'll be better. Right, Joe. Well, that's kind of what we were talking about with the concrete last week, which is they'll tell you the uh, the price hikes uh, ahead of time. Hey, August 1st, 200 bucks a yard. You know, you just, well, we're just getting, you know, it's, this is the system adjusting to the rapidly rising cost. This, this is what you can consider a form of hyperinflation when you're pricing in the prices going up as a part of the routine of, hey, every week, every month, every year, this is where it's going. So we got to just always be ready to have those price hikes in place so that our customers can't get mad at us. They were warned, right? Right, we warned you. Hey, by the way, we're going to raise prices this month, and we're going to raise prices next month, and then we're going to raise the month after that, and the month after that, uh, versus, hey, we're not going to wait till August and then jack everything up 50 cents a dollar. Uh, we're going to do it gradually. Uh, one of my guys, uh, Stanley Drunkenmiller, uh, the, you got to pay attention when he, when he gives information. Uh, he, he had a, uh, he was at a, conference in one of those meetings it was a, a Thursday last week and really great things uh, first he talks about how shocked he is uh, 
with inflation and how much higher than expected uh, putting the blame right where it belongs said he's absolutely shocked at the Federal Reserve's slow response to rising prices said the Fed which carried on just think about this the Fed kept buying bonds until what April of this year said one is going to be one of the biggest mistakes in the history a lot of assets purchased during that period I think a lot of people moving out of the risk curve will lose money on it uh, he said that the S&P 500 is in an absolute bubble that bubble is bursting it is highly highly probable that the bear market has a long way to run uh, went on to say that as the Fed uh, whether or not the Fed can produce a soft landing so I thought this was a great one because I, I you know I'm arguing here there's no chance they, they cannot do it right here's what drunken Miller had to say about about it Betting on a soft landing to me is a really long shot. Okay, so he's in my camp. Then he put something in there that I did not know. And I, I will tell you I didn't look, but if he said it, you could take it to the bank. Well, maybe that's, that may not be a good expression anymore, right, Jason? <laughs> right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take anything to the bank right now. He says that once inflation passes five percent so we know just uh, just uh, Friday they said 8.6 by the way something they hit and, and shame on me for missing it because I could have found the number the month over month increase if you annualized May's increase do you know what the inflation number would have been it would have been 12.3 Annualized, so it was actually a lot worse than just that eight six, which is probably why we're seeing this reaction. But here's what he said: once once it passed five, he said inflation has never come down without interest rates rising above the CPI, and it's always been at best. A recession. So I have no idea, and I hope this isn't right, but could you imagine a Fed's funds rate of 10% or more? Yeah, I, I was watching a guy this weekend, Joe. He said, you know, what, you know, this thing needs to be, you gotta let, you gotta let, you gotta crash it. He said, put it at 9%. You know, the Fed funds rate should be at 9%, and that will stop the inflation. But no, no one's going to do it. He's like, this is going to be an apocalypse of, of market uh, stress for a long, long time if they don't just, you know, buck up and, and, and do it. And, Joe, I don't, I don't even see a situation where they're ever going to do it. I, I think they'll, they just – I just think they're going to print, 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 print away, and there's going to be some sort of a reset. They, they, we're all heading for this reset. What, what is the reset going to be, right, Joe? That's, that's the key. Yeah, he, he – I think he absolutely talked about crypto, likened it to the NASDAQ. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, the NASDAQ has had plenty of ups and downs. When it's good, it's real good. And when it's bad, it's real bad. Uh, had a big warning out for retail traders. 
Right? That's you and I, you know, the average folk out there. This is stuff you're doing outside of your 401ks and, you know, the new mobile apps. Saying that he's worried about the many, and this is in quotes, bull market geniuses that were surfing with a hurricane, giving them some nice waves, though like anything, nothing lasts forever, and he expects them to be totally wiped out, Jason. <laughs> what do you say, Joe? <laughs> Man, it if you're not thoroughly depressed after the first uh, 40 minutes of this show, I don't know what would do it, Joe, because you know, I mean, what, what good news is there, Joe? I guess the question. But, but again, listen, these are all warnings. Yeah, you these can are well, do something exactly. and, and, and protect your wealth. Yes. Most people don't do anything. This is the point. And I don't know why this is. Most people end up doing what? I'm going to sit there and do nothing. This is going to be, I'm going to tell you, though, this is what makes it worse, as if I haven't depressed you enough. This is going to be the first time in 50 years where the ability to print more money comes to an end. Comes to an end. There's no debt bubble coming to save you this time around. I think everyone's going to get wiped out, and then I think we're going to have uh, several very traumatic years uh, the creation of this digital currency. Everybody that had any money still in the banks, you're going to join all your paper assets, get wiped out there. And we're probably in a 10 to 20 year cycle where uh, the Dow doesn't do a whole hell of a lot after it corrects. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Yeah, man. I just... Haven't gotten all the way through, but I started just going through numbers here. This may be the worst stock market year ever. Oh, well, in recent memory anyway. I mean, right now the Nasdaq's down 30%. Yep. 30%. Uh, if they lose, uh, you know, uh, another, they're a little over a 1,000 points away, uh, about, well, about 1,400 points away from being down 40%. Uh, the S&P 500 is down over 20%. Uh, and most people, man, over the weekend, uh, Goldman Sachs is saying S&P is going to be at 3,100, uh, which, which would make the S&P, if that's the case, that would be down 35%. Uh, Jason, these are astronomical-type losses, but again, Every time we've had these, you know, go back, you know, we say, well, we've had these, you know, 87. Uh, people talk about the dot-com bubble, uh, the 9-11, right, which kind of coincided with the dot-com bubble. Uh, then we had the housing and financial crisis, right? Then we had the, remember, the bond market uh, trauma during uh, Trump, right? And every time, the Dow came back to only go higher. Joe, it's kind of a sneaky crash. They kind of aren't they really trying to keep it as quiet as they can, as this thing just keeps on going down, and it's, it's a slow grinding crash. And I think it's when, gonna, they're going to keep get, doing that. Yeah, when you get these numbers, I mean, remember the financial crisis? That it was horrific. And they're mm-hmm. like, hey, listen, when you take the start of the, this is the worst start of the year going back to to, to 1932, and. And all of these, uh, you know, like today, it's, hey, it's the fifth largest sell program in the history. 
There's a lot of factors working against all of this. The the big problem, though, is, so listen to, to Stan Drunkenmiller. And he says, hey, I don't know what these guys are seeing here, but if you want to do any any little bit of research, the Fed's funds rate has to go so much higher than people think to stop inflation. And this is my point, and Jason and I have been talking about this double Great Depression. Because, number one, I think they quit. How high does it get? I don't know. Right? I I, 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 I think the Fed's funds rate, I think at 3%, maybe 3.5%, they quit because we're in a full-blown uh, recession slash depression, but they won't be able to go back to quantitative ease. So before you get to quantitative quantitative easing, remember rates got to go back to zero, right? And then they can start quantitative easing. But you can't do it when inflation is still running, you know, way above. When CPI is running way above what what the what the Fed funds rate is, Jason, it's impossible to do. Their only choice is, I guess they could say, "Hey, our new inflation target's five percent." I guess they could try that. But I was going to say, Joe, what if in August or September we have ten and a half percent on the CPI? How could they? How could I they think that's what rates? people are worried about. I, I think how that's happening, stop, Joe. How can you stop raising rates at that level? And you can't. Before the number came out Friday, you were thinking it was going to hit the nines. I, and I was thinking, well, I'll, I'll bet it's going to be kind of sideways but up. I was just thinking because that would be kind of a, a nice soft way to say, uh, hey, guys, it's uh, it's going to go up. But we don't, they, I don't think they wanted to shock people with a nine. Because you know me, Joe, I think the numbers are rigged so that they can make it uh, a, a lot more easier to digest. Well, that's why people. I thought they would go down. Yeah. Because then at least in the next month, Maybe if it went nine again, they're like, see, okay, well, maybe we're at the peak, but at eight six, I think next month's number's higher than that. But what if their actual fake number is nine and a half or ten? They just give you the lower number, Joe, so that people don't completely panic. I mean, look at look, look at the markets today. Look at them reacting to that number. So I, I think next month, Joe, we got like nine two, nine three. I think it goes up substantial. I think you see at least a nine to a, a, a low middle nine. So well, the uh, the, think, the the think tank that tracks uh, social sec- tries to keep the Social Security Administration honest just upped what the COLA adjustment. Remember, COLA for uh, uh, Social Security, July, August, September. That's the three months they take. They they don't count any of the other months. They're talking a COLA adjustment that could be nine percent. So that tells you that they say. Inflation in July, in August, and September is going to be worse than it is right now at that eight six. That number tends to be a little lower than the inflation recently, Joe. Seems like the inflation CPI number is a little higher than their than what they're going to give people, right? So, you, what, what, hey, nine percent for the adjustment? What is it going to be? Ten percent on the CPI? You know, maybe eleven. Well, how about that one, Joe? How about eleven or twelve percent? Yeah, and it's going to be. Hyperinflation is hyperinflation. Here's the thing. Nobody wants to – it's kind of like being uh, shot. Nobody nobody uh, believes they're going to get shot until they're shot, right? And so uh, hyperinflation, we know it can happen, but it's that's not a real thing until, what, it actually happens, Joe. So what, what 11%? Why not? 12? 
it's very possible things are going in the wrong direction. We we don't know, Joe. Joe and I, we do the best we can, but nobody knows for sure. I think there's some guys at the top that sort of know, but nobody else knows. So this just breaking here. Uh, by the way, over the weekend, uh, the Japanese yen uh, rose to the, well, sunk to uh, the lowest level since 1998. Uh, and now uh, there's a, uh, an article out uh, on Zero Hedge uh, warning about uh, systemic collapse in Japan. And, of course, if, if they collapse, everybody collapses uh, with them, saying that the Bank of Japan bought more than 1.5 trillion yen of government bonds to try to uh, defend the yield curve. And it looks like, Jason, all of that spending uh, to try to keep this in line is starting to fail. And if Japan, if we have a massive fallout on the yen, the ramifications uh, are just going to be horrible. We'll be back after the break. 800 Patriot Radio News Hour and, and the pullback today. Uh, we, we've got $10 liberties. Uh, they're going to be at $1,100 today, so saving uh, 15 bucks from Friday. And really, Friday, if, if prices were where they closed on Friday, it would have been even higher than that. So uh, $10 liberties at $1,100 today at $800-951-0592. The, the Dow is down 700-plus. Uh, news breaking now that Japan, it's gotten so bad there. They're saying right now to give, you know, like-to-like comparisons, Jason, the the Bank of Japan would be, if the Fed was doing what Japan is doing, $300 billion a month of quantitative easing. That would be the comparison. Uh, so uh, this is unprecedented. Uh, and again, Japan looks like it's on the precipice of something really ugly and, and again, remember the European banks. Friday, we, we were back to the pigs again. Uh, and, and that trouble, it just feels like, Jason, systemic risk is getting worse and worse, right? That hurricane that J.P. Morgan was talking about, I don't know what the actual trigger point's going to be. Uh, but when guys like Stan Drunkenmiller say, listen, the Fed funds rate's got to go above the CPI number for us to have a chance here, uh, th- that's, that's hard for me to take in because now, now you're, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, if that's the case, we're probably talking about the lows of the financial crisis, you know, Dow 6700. Yeah, Joe, uh, it really has the feel of everybody's taking their chips off the table. You know, the the, the casino and the gaming and the fun is just, you know, coming to an end because I haven't, you know, even if we like it or don't like it, Joe, there are times where the markets are doing good or there's cryptos on its way up. There's always yeah. things, there's always something that's usually going, there's nothing going up. Everybody, you know, you're talking Japan. Who's going to put money in Japan now? I'm not going to, would you, you know, if I was a big uh, corporate, uh, big dude, you know, CEO, well, who would put money in Japan right now? Who put money anywhere right now, Joe? Everyone is taking the chips yeah. off the table. And, I gotta and tell you, the ten-year note hitting the highs now here, three, three, five on a ten-year. That's going to put uh, mortgage rates. We're going to have six percent here 
very, very quickly. And it's not going to stop there. I mean, uh, I, I, I know my first home loan, uh, was seven and a quarter, but that was normal back then. People haven't seen interest rates, mortgage rates like this, uh, since the very early, early 2000s. And are we going to see a replay where mortgage rates are back where they were under Volcker? Uh, that sure seems like, uh, I guess our two choices are either rapid inflation, right, or Volcker style interest rates. Yeah, Joe, I, I, I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. I was like, you know, what, what if, uh, you know, it goes up to like 10%. I think we had a, a small business advertiser on last, last, uh, week. It was a mortgage guy. And I was like, you know, you never know. You might want to get a home now. Because you can always refinance if they go back to zero, but what if it goes up to ten or twelve percent for a, a mortgage or more and stays there? You know, we we just don't know what damage they decide. Well, you know, what, what, what they're going to pick a poison, right, Joe? And we don't know for sure what they're going to do, right? Yeah, and the Fed owns all those mortgages, so they need to sell those, which drives rates higher. That's what happens because they were buying them to artificially lower the rates. Oh, what a mess!